All right, so today I'm going to tell you about all my favorite things I use in my camper van and some of those also on my sailboat, including one that's kind of embarrassing, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Let's go. Welcome to the Wayward Home Podcast, all about van life, boat life, and nomadic living. We'll bring you tips, interviews, and stories from the road and on the water. Now, here's your host, Kristen Haynes. Hi, it's Kristen from thewaywardhome.com, and I spend half the year in my camper van cruising the U.S. and half on my sailboat in Mexico in the Sea of Cortez. I'm here to help you achieve your tiny living dreams, whether that's in a van, RV, sailboat, or tiny home. In this episode, we're going to talk about my favorite items that I have in my camper van that also sometimes live on my sailboat. It's a beautiful day here in Mexico. Tom is working on painting the boat, um, which is huge progress for us. It means we might be able to get out of the boatyard in a few weeks. I spent the morning going on a bike ride with my friend to the local Fruteria. It's like a convenience store, about the size of a convenience store in Mexico, maybe a little bigger, but it's full of these beautiful fruits and vegetables that are unrefrigerated, which is what we look for because that means we don't have to refrigerate them when we get back to our, our boats and our van, because once something's refrigerated, it tends to you know get moldy really fast when you take it out of the fridge. So we love this local fruteria. I also get dried beans there, lentils and rice. So we went there and we also rode bikes to this little shop that's actually a restaurant supply store, but anybody can shop in there and they carry all sorts of goods from the United States. And so I love shopping in there and getting things like almond butter and really good non-sugared peanut butter, um, certain sauces and coconut milk, things I can't really find in local grocery stores around here. So we also went there and all these places are within just half mile the boatyard here and so it felt like a good safe bike ride for us and I had a great time and when I got back to the van I had all this food and I just wanted to start cooking and so this is when I started to realize that I wanted to tell you about some of my favorite items that I keep in the van and on the sailboat and there's a lot of crossover between them and you can also use these in an RV or whatever tiny home you have so let's get started so today I am going to make some dry beans This is one of the things I really like eating down here in Mexico because there aren't a lot of options if you are trying to be on a mostly vegetarian diet. So I make a lot of dried beans from scratch. First, I really inspect the beans for rocks because um, one time we found, both of us have actually found a pretty big rock in our beans and that can crack a tooth. You've got to be pretty careful, so that's what I do. First is I, I look for rocks in the beans. Nope, I don't see any rocks. So the pressure cooker is one of my must-have items in the van because it's super versatile. Once the pot is up to pressure, it'll cook these dry beans in about a half an hour, which is way faster than traditional methods. It would usually take like two or three hours to cook dry beans, and imagine how much propane that would take. So a pressure cooker allows you to use way less propane, which is great when you're living van life. You want to use your resources really slowly. And I use it for everything. Like, even if I don't need to pressure something, you can still make a soup in there. And I found, like, even the simplest recipes, like even a soup recipe, if you just put it at pressure for, like, two minutes, it'll just soften those vegetables really fast. It just speeds up the cooking process of pretty much anything. We've put pasta noodles in there. We pressure them for, like, one and a half minutes, and it just cooks them faster. I do oatmeal in there every morning. Once it reaches pressure, I just turn it off and let it sit, and it makes perfect oatmeal. If you like to eat meat, it's really good for meat. It makes it just fall apart like it's been simmering for hours. makes hard-boiled eggs in like one minute. (laughs) It has so many uses that I just can't imagine living without a pressure cooker in the sailboat or in the van. It's one of my top 10 essential items for off-road living, and even living in a house, I wouldn't be able to live without it. So it's definitely something to consider adding to your arsenal. 
I think a lot of people are afraid of pressure cookers because back in the day, um, you heard about them exploding and shooting their lids off and injuring people and emitting this really hot steam that burns people. But in this day and age, the pressure cookers come with so many safety devices that it's pretty much unheard of to hear about them exploding or hurting someone. You just have to be careful when you steam them off that you don't want to put the steam like right on your arm. <laughs> but if you stay away from the hot steam, you're going to be okay using a pressure cooker. I've used it inside the van, outside the van, inside the boat. Uh, no problems at all. Actually, funny story about my older pressure cooker is the seal actually has started to fail on it. So a couple of times I was pressure cooking an item and it wasn't releasing the pressure properly. What it did was it popped out the rubber seal in the lid and it actually flipped itself off the burner right onto the ground. So it didn't explode. It could have been a lot worse if it had not, if it had not pushed out that gasket, but that was one of the safety mechanisms for the pressure cooker. So nobody was injured and I have stopped using it. And now I'm using a newer one that <laughs> releases steam perfectly and doesn't allow for that big buildup inside. And the reason why you might be hearing some spraying sounds or hissing sounds in the back of this podcast is because... Tom is up on the boat uh, spraying paint using a spraying machine. So that's what that is. If you hear that, it's not like a problem with my recording device. So just wanted to clarify that real quick. Another item I love for both the van and the boat is my solar oven. I have a GoSun Fusion solar oven, which is the biggest one they make. And I got that one after trying the smaller one, the GoSun Sport, which just didn't make enough food for two people, in my opinion. It'd be good for little desserts or little baguettes. But to make like a big meal or a big loaf of banana bread, it just didn't seem big enough. So I went up, I upgraded, I got the GoSun Fusion, which it's called a Fusion because you can actually use the sun and you can also plug it into a power source. I have never plugged it in before. It plugs into a 12 volt uh, power source because I just like to use the sun with it. But that is an option. If you start cooking something and the sun goes down, you can plug it in and finish what you're cooking. So today the sun is pretty warm here in Mexico, so I'm going to try to make a brownie recipe, which might turn out really weird, I don't know. It's an avocado brownie where you use an avocado in place of like butter or coconut oil or any kind of oil. So yeah, we're going to give this a try in the solar oven and see how it comes out, um, and that's what I'm doing right now, mashing the avocado. For those of you who have not seen a solar oven, it's a long cylindrical shape and it's open on the top. Um, and so I just pour the batter in there or whatever I'm cooking in this long cylinder. And that's what goes into the solar oven. So right now I'm going to pour this brownie batter into this cylinder. So my main complaint about the solar oven is the legs are really crappy. They always fall off. Um, so I've got to put them on every single time. They're supposed to snap in place on here, but just the workmanship is really shoddy and it just does not stay put. So that's my one major complaint. You know, for such an expensive item, they should make the legs work. So now I'm trying to snap them back on. <sighs> it's really annoying. There we go. Snap them on. Half the snaps are broken off. All right, now we're gonna slide the cylinder in place. It's in and now we open the solar oven. It has these things on it that look kind of like wings. But they're these big reflectors that help the sun's energy point at the middle of the oven, which is this glass tube and that gets really hot. And then it heats up the, the, the oven inside, which cooks my brownie mixture in the tube. Here we go. 
Right, so we'll check that in a couple hours and see if it works. Legs are already wobbly and super crappy. <laughs> but otherwise, I love the oven. If they could just figure out that that quirky part of it that always breaks and comes apart. So I've cooked all sorts of things in the solar oven. Um, banana bread, zucchini bread, lasagna, pizza, um, all sorts of things. I love cooking with it, especially on hot days because I don't want to use the boat oven and get everything super hot. I love the solar oven because it's really neat to cook food using the power of the sun and you're not relying on propane or anything like that. So that's really cool. It feels like a really renewable energy source. The one thing I don't like about it is that it won't really get things very crispy. One thing that's cool about a real oven is that things dry out and get crispy, like crispy potatoes, crispy cauliflower. With the solar oven, it's more steaming your food, which of course works really well for things like banana bread and even lasagna works really well in there. So to get it a little more crispy, you have to crack, like pull the tube out a little bit so it can really steam but it doesn't really work as well as a real oven to get food extra crispy. So that's my one main complaint about it, but not a huge complaint. I just cook different things in it, which is fine. Another thing I can't live without in my van is my portable refrigerator. This is my ARB fridge. Um, it's a 37 quart refrigerator and I just love it. It has enough room for us to stay off grid for five to six days, stuffed full of vegetables and leftovers and stuff. One thing that was kind of cool about us not eating so much meat is that we add more room in the fridge for uh, vegetables. The fridge totally changed my life because when I was living in the Astro van for the first time in the San Francisco Bay Area back in 2018, I did not have a portable fridge. I used a cooler in that van and while the cooler worked, it had a lot of problems. It would constantly need new ice and when the ice melted, it would create this kind of icy soup inside of the of the cooler and that would get inside my leftovers and it would ruin food. It would get inside my little Ziploc bags of cheese. And that's just disgusting. You know, if you've ever had soupy, watery cheese, it's pretty much ruined. So I had to deal with that. And then you had to, then I had to deal with emptying all that water out of the cooler in the parking lot where I was hanging out. And it's just not a good thing to have in a city when you're trying to live stealthy and under the radar. So I I was just starting the Wayward Home, so I reached out to ARB, and they decided to send me a free fridge, and that was pretty cool because these fridges are expensive. This particular one is probably about $1,000, but they sent it to me in exchange for me writing a blog post about it and sharing my experiences with it. I've been really incredibly happy with this fridge. It's been a life changer being able to just stuff so much food in there without worrying about leaving room for ice, so it gives you way more room to put food, which means you can stay off-grid way longer. It's supposed to be a fridge freezer, but we never keep it cold enough to freeze things because we just haven't experimented with that yet, but I've heard it is possible. Right now it's 25 degrees, and the very bottom of the fridge has tiny bit of ice on the walls and on the bottom, but it's not enough to really freeze food, but it does keep food super cold. So one thing I really like is that it maintains its temperature really well. This fridge is incredibly well insulated. In fact, when it's summertime and we don't want to have the fridge on at night because it does put heat into the van, we turn it off and it only gains like five to 10 degrees overnight. It is so insulated. So it can be turned off and it holds its, its coolness um, amazingly well. That's one thing that I like about having a higher end fridge. I know there are cheaper ones out there, but one thing I've noticed about those through people who use them is that they aren't as well insulated and they do lose a lot of their uh, cooling capability if you turn them off. 
Another factor about having a really well-insulated fridge is it doesn't come on as often, which means it doesn't require as much power. And so this fridge, I mean, it comes on sometimes like every two hours for like 10 minutes. And that's enough to keep the temperature where I set it. So it really sips power. It doesn't require much power. It's really made for a solar setup, an off-grid ready setup. Um, and that's another thing I really like about it. It has a battery monitoring system, so if your batteries do reach a low voltage, the fridge will completely shut off. That actually happened to me recently in the Astro. For some reason, uh, the battery went pretty low when we were out boondocking, and so the fridge detected that, and it turned off, and <laughs> we had to run the Astro for a while to keep up with the demand of the fridge, and then it turned back on. So that's really cool. It'll protect your battery system from, it won't burn out your battery and leave you stranded somewhere. One thing I kind of wish I had now that I've used this fridge for several years is that kind of a dual zone fridge would be my next goal. Now that I have a bigger van with the Sprinter, I think I could fit a larger fridge. This ARB was about the biggest that I could fit in a Chevy Astro van. I couldn't have gone any bigger, but I've seen some really cool dual zone options from Dometic, and they are bigger than this one. They're more 55 quarts and up, but they have two separate lids and two separate compartments for freezing and refrigerating food. So I think that would be my next choice now that I have a larger van. But this one works just fine, and it's a really hearty, good fridge. I mean, ARB started in the Australian Outback for Overland and 4x4 vehicles, so they are made in a really hearty way. I've had this, so 2018, I've had this four years and it barely looks used. It has a really ruggedized material on the outside, uh, or a hard plastic material on the outside that um, really protects it. And it's, it's great. I would recommend getting a fridge with a compressor. The compressor works just like the fridge inside your, your house, that fridge. And so it's, it's very efficient. It works well to keep your food cold. You will see some other types of coolers on the market or fridges on the market, like a thermoelectric fridge or a fridge that runs on propane. But we just really wanted to have um, a compressor fridge that, that ran off a 12 volt or 120 volt power. And of course, if you really don't want a fridge, you don't want to deal with the electricity, you don't want to deal with, you know, having a portable power station or a solar system, you can just get a really insulated good cooler. Um, and that'll keep your food cold for days, but you will have to go into town regularly to replenish your ice. But if that's something you're willing to do, then that's fine. If that's what your budget is, that's fine. It'll work. Don't make it prevent you from living van life. You actually don't even need a fridge or a cooler at all. You know, there's plenty of fruits and vegetables that can be outside of a fridge. I keep my cabbage and my carrots and my celery outside of a fridge and sweet potatoes and potatoes and onions. Plenty of items don't need to be refrigerated at all. And so if you wanted to do that and just combine it with like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and canned beans and stuff and lentils, you could totally get away with not having a cooling system at all. So don't let that um, prevent you from even trying to live van life. You don't have to afford all these luxury items. I'm just telling you about some of the things I I love and I was um, lucky enough to get the ARB fridge for free so that was definitely uh, very beneficial to me. All right so now one of my other favorite items and I can't believe I'm going to tell you about this because it's kind of embarrassing but I'm going to tell you about it anyway because you need one. Come on. So the other thing that we can't live without we have it on the boat in the van in our backpacks when we go backpacking is a portable travel bidet. You guys this thing will change your life. Just check it out. Yep, that's a portable travel bidet. It folds down, the head pops in and out. There we go. 
and it extends and then you spray it. And if you don't have like access to a shower, which is kind of hard when you're living in a van sometimes, like sometimes you won't have access to a shower. That's just how it is. If you use this thing, and I promise if you put warm water in this, this is my tip, you will feel like you had a shower. <laughs> and it's phenomenal. And one of the benefits is it does prevent you from using so much toilet paper if you're out boondocking. I know this is kind of TMI, but we've all been to those campsites where we see holes dug up and there's toilet paper everywhere, and that's just gross. So if you use something like a portable bidet, it really eliminates that toilet paper, and that's especially good if you're out backpacking or in you know somewhere wild. You really don't want to be using um, tons of toilet paper and having it be strewn around everywhere. So we do keep one of these on the boat, one in the van. And it's excellent, and they're cheap, affordable, and will make you feel brand new. Another item that's one of my very, very favorite things ever are my Turkish towels. You may have always heard about microfiber towels being the best thing for, for van life because they dry really quickly. But I don't like microfiber towels. I don't like how they feel on my skin. I don't think they're all that absorbent. Um, they just don't really feel like using a towel after you've taken a shower or, or gotten out of the water after a swim. Turkish towels are actually made out of cotton, and they feel really good against your skin. They, they absorb tons of water, and they dry really fast. They dry as fast as a microfiber towel. We have them in the van and on the boat. We each have one. And I also purchased a couple of hand towels that are Turkish towels. And they also roll and fold down to be really small. So we got rid of all our big bulky cotton towels, and now we just have the Turkish towels. And we're in love with them, and we tell everyone about them. I actually learned about that trick from sailors. And I took it to the van life and I think they work for both applications and RVing and you can actually even take them down to the beach and sit on them in the sand if you want or use them as a sarong. I mean, there's so many uses. They're beautiful colors and it's just one of my very favorite things ever. So another thing I especially really love is my little mini electric coffee kettle here in the van. And this is another item that was given to me for free by the company, which I'm not sure if I would have purchased it on my own because it is kind of expensive. But after they sent me it, I, I totally fell in love with it. It's a small size that fits really nicely in a van. Most electric kettles are gigantic and I just couldn't see having one in my van. But it's really a lot nicer than burning propane in the van. It has a nice feel. It boils just the right amount of water for a cup of coffee. I really like my setup. I also use a grinder to grind fresh beans because I've just found that it makes a lot better coffee. It's nice having the electric kettle in here. We are putting in a pretty robust uh, battery system, uh, four lithium-ion batteries from Battleborn that'll provide us with 400 amp hours of battery. And so we're able to use some electric appliances in here like this electric coffee kit. And we'll also have an induction burner eventually, which we don't have right now. But this is one of my very favorite things. It's just, it pours in such a nice stream. It just makes the whole process of making coffee really pleasant. All right, let's go see how this chocolate brownie is turning out of my solar oven. Let's check them, it smells so good. It's steaming, check it out. Oh, the legs are falling off. Ooh, it looks moist. Mmm. Pretty good. Grab an avocado in it. Looks really good. It's kind of like chocolate pudding. Mmm. Yum. 
Well, I hope you liked hearing about all the favorite things I use in my camper van and some of them also on my sailboat. If you want to see a list of those things and follow a link to make a purchase, just go to thewaywordhome.com forward slash episode 14. I do make a small commission if you purchase from any of my links. Just wanted you to know. I'd love to hear what you like to use as well. You can write me anytime at kristen at thewaywordhome.com. I hope to see you next time on the Wayward Home Podcast.